Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this evening? Yes, all right. Well, we had a really good time this morning in the house of the Lord. Praise God. We had a tight little fit, but it was a really good time. It just brought us closer together. And that's been my heart's prayer that we'd get close. And well, God answered. Yeah. So, all right. No more dad jokes, or maybe those are pastor jokes. Anyway, uh, but we're going to have a really awesome time together tonight, and uh, we'll give you all an update here in a few minutes on what's going on, because, you know, I don't know who all's heard the, the information and who hasn't, so we're just trying to keep everybody up to date. But let's go ahead and stand up together tonight. We're going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States, just like we always do, because we're going to see America come to Jesus, amen, and we're calling revival in. Hallelujah. Let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. And you may be seated. All right. Well, just to kind of retell the story real quick, we won't, I won't go into as much detail as before, but anyway, uh, to make a long story short, uh, on Tuesday morning, we found out that the, the church sanctuary had flooded due to a toilet in the upstairs nursery, uh, restroom and, uh, the main line had broke. So it was, you know, it was fresh water, but it was, it, uh, filled a, a good, portion of the building as a lot of you saw that video this morning and god is good our insurance is just picking up right on it and we've already got the uh, restoration guys have came in and sucked tons of water out of the building and and put their fans in there and all this stuff so it looks like we won't even have to get rid of the carpet on the lower level so that's really good news because uh we we just got that put in a couple years ago and paid cash for it. So, you know, didn't really want to have to get rid of it already. But uh, that's already getting taken care of. So that's good news. And um, and uh, we've got the adjusters and all this stuff coming out um, early this week, I think tomorrow. And they're going to start assessing it themselves and seeing what all we're going to do. But I know we're getting, you know, some new bathrooms, a new nursery and lots of other good stuff. So the Lord's good and he's providing for it all. And so uh, I've been saying, you know, the, the financial part isn't, you know, the concern uh, at all. We know that that's covered. I'm um, just using my faith that it's going to go quickly. We don't want this dragging on for a long, long time. We want it to go quickly. And we especially don't want to miss any of our holiday festivities because, hey, like it or not, that's coming up really, really quick, at least in my book, because I saw Dollar Tree had their fall stuff out and I kicked over. Okay, summer's gone. Let's go. So long. I don't need you anymore. And so uh, anyway, fall and all. All this great stuff's coming up and uh, we, we, you know, we celebrate that really big around here and we want it to be everything that it needs to be. Amen. All right. So a couple of uh, quick announcements, I guess. Um, 
uh, well, actually, I should say this, that our goal is by next Sunday that we can have morning service in the main building again. Now, we won't have access to everything. Uh, the bathrooms would be off limits and the nursery would be off limits still. So um, nursery would still be over here, even if we are over there. And um, we're looking at some, uh, I know nobody is always a huge fan of this, but maybe some portable uh, toilets for the, uh, you know, porta potties. I, I'm just going to come out and say it, porta potties. For <laughs> I was trying to avoid the whole word, but for the next couple of weeks. And uh, and so those would be there, but I promise you they will be the cleanest in the whole High desert. How's that sound? We will keep them clean and it'll be awesome. So anyway, that's coming up. And uh, so we're going to take care of everything the best we can. And and so uh, we're believing to be able to have service in there uh, next Sunday morning. And again, we'll be making adjustments along the way as needed. But no doubt about it, the Lord is good to us. And I'm thankful that we are able to have a plan B. I was thinking about how many, you know, people or businesses or churches, you know, they would have to go rent something or whatever. But thank God we do have an extra building here you know it's smaller and all that but hey we're very blessed that we have that so we are uh, we're not complaining god is really 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 good to us amen um and so i believe um leah we're going to try to do the back to school thing next Sunday. okay so this today was supposed to be the promotion sunday where we uh promote the kids that are moving up to their next class level in a children's church we'll do that next sunday and uh and we'll do their back to school bash that they were going to have today so that'll all be next sunday and we want that to be really good and really big so make sure the kids are here for all of that amen all right well uh we will go ahead and get into our sunday evening tithes and offerings Uh, yeah who knows what time it is now Yes, it is happy time. And why do we say that? We say that because God loves a cheerful giver. And if God loves a cheerful giver, then that's the kind of giver that I'm going to be. I'm going to get really happy. And when you realize that God's the one that blessed you, so you even have something to give, that's reason enough to be happy right there. Amen. All right. So we're going to open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter three. We'll look at verses five and six. Proverbs three, verses five and six. Of course, if you need an envelope, raise your hand. They'll get you one. If you're giving online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, these are very famous verses that you've probably all heard many times, but I don't ever want to lose sight of something very key that I'm going to pull out of this tonight. So Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, what's it say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. And then verse six says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Now, I, what I'm, what I'm getting to here is in verse five, it says, lean not unto your own understanding. And that's very important because it's very easy, right? To lean to your own understanding because, well, hypothetically, you understand your own understanding, right? And sometimes in scripture, it'll tell us to do things by faith that we don't actually understand with our minds. And so I encourage us that even with the area of our finances, with tithes and offerings, our own understanding may say, well, why would you do that? If you give, then you won't have any left for yourself. But the scripture says, give and it shall be given unto you so that you'll always have what you need, right? And so it's important for us that as we 
determined to obey God's word. You can't do it by leaning on your own understanding because there are portions of it that you just, they're not going to make sense to the natural mind. But in your heart, when you're trusting in the Lord with all of your heart, that's where you got it right there. Your heart gets it. Your head may not, but your heart gets it. And as we do that, it says he will direct your paths. And I know that when I let God direct my paths, it goes a whole lot better than when I direct my paths because I've been known to run into things and, and make wrong turns. And when I'm, when I'm letting him direct it, there's no wrong turns. There's no wrecks. There's no, I mean, he always leads us in the right way. Can we get an amen tonight? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we're going to stand up together. We're going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings. And hey, everything we do is by faith. That's why, you know, we're doing all these faith confessions and everything like that, because we know that without faith, it's impossible to please him. And the scripture tells us that the just shall live by faith. And there's just so many different verses we could go on that. But everything we do is by faith, even our giving. Amen. So let's go ahead and speak these words together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates or inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, are we uh, bringing it up or are we passing the buckets? I didn't, I forgot to ask it. Okay, we're going to pass the buckets, guys, so you don't even have to come up to the front. How's that sound? Amen. All right, let's worship the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord together tonight. So even though we're having to stay in our seats, let's all sing together as best as we can. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. God, you do great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. And amen, God, you do great things. 
Thank you, Father. He is Lord. Amen. He's Lord in the good times. He's Lord in the bad times because He always sees us through the bad times. Amen. Because we all, He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. High Desert Word Center, a family church equipping the people, God's people, for victorious Christian living. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? Bless. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Well, tonight I'm going to be ministering on uh, faith for safety and protection. And uh, since I've written this sermon, I just keep adding things to it. So I think that tonight, first of all, we need to open up uh, to John 10.10. This is kind of a foundational scripture for those of us around here and... uh, It's easy to judge whether something is God or the devil by this verse here. It's just, it's a standard. It's a guideline for us to follow. And maybe sometimes if you're going through something, write John 10 at the top of your paper, a piece of paper, and write, is it stealing, killing, and destroying, or is it giving life and that more abundantly? Then that gives you the clue, duh, whether it's from God or whether it's from Satan, right? Amen. Okay, let's read John 10. I'm in the New King James, Doug, the whole night here. So, John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Stealing, killing, and destroying is from the thief. Who's the thief? Devil's the thief. So the devil's job is to come into our lives and steal and kill and destroy in however way he can. But Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So if something is an abundant life, then it goes over in the other column. It goes over in Satan's column. So I just wanted to throw that in there tonight. That that helps us in so many ways. Because sometimes people say, oh, I don't know if this is the devil or if this is me or... Or if this is God or what? Well, when you get to know God's character, you know that he's a loving God, he's a caring God, and that he came so that we could have abundant life. Now, the other guy, the devil, he's, that's not his job description, you know. He's got this other job description that he likes to flaunt. But we have victory over the devil. Amen. All right. So, actually, Pastor Dave, you were uh, you were throwing out a few scriptures just as you were talking tonight, and I thought, well, hey, that's what I'm going to say. So the first thing I want to say uh, is that the just shall live by faith. And you can find that verse. We're not going to go there, but it's in Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38. The just shall live by faith. Now, you can choose to not live by faith, but you're going to be pretty stupid for doing it. Because... The just, if you're just, if you're a born-again believer, you're following the Lord with your whole heart, we're going to have to do some living by faith because that's what blesses him. Well, uh, faith for what? You name it. Faith for whatever it is in life that you need. Amen? Amen. Some of you may need faith for food right now. Some of you may need faith for transportation. Some of you may need faith for a job. Some of you may need faith for healing. 
Some of you may need uh, faith for restoration in a relationship. I mean, whatever it is you're going through in life, God has the answer right here. Right? How does faith come? Hearing what? Where do you find that at? You don't say the Bible, Grandpa. What is it? <laughs> That's what people say. What do you say? Roman ten seventeen. You got to know the address. <laughs> hallelujah. Okay. So, hallelujah. But I would I wouldn't want to live any area of my life without faith. You know, man, I don't want to go this thing by myself. You know what I mean? I don't want to be out there wandering all around aimlessly trying to figure out life by myself. I want I want to know what does he have to say. I want his guidance, I want his direction. I want to know Okay, Lord, what are we doing today? What's what's the deal? And I want to go to him for everything. Um, <clears throat> one of the most important areas that we don't really talk about much around here, and I don't know why not, um, is uh, faith for protection. So just like anything else, you have to have faith for protection. Amen. Um, you know, we talk about healing, we talk about love, we talk about faith, la, la, la. But, but sometimes we just don't get into protection very much. And it's been on my heart a lot lately because, you know, it's God's will for you to, to be protected. Protected where? Protected everywhere. When you're driving down the highway, when you're flying in an airplane, when your kids are walking down the street, when you're walking down the street, when you're at home climbing on a ladder, you know. It's God's will for you to be safe, and it's God's will for you to be protected. Now, how many, how many of you have ever, uh, <clears throat> so the husband or somebody's late coming home from work, you know, you get a little shook, right? Anybody, anybody ever do that? You know, yeah. You think, oh, what's going on? And all of a sudden the devil comes in with all these thoughts. And it's like Pastor Dave said this morning, pretty soon you start planning the funeral, you know. <laughs> but, 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 isn't that terrible? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, but we know that if we've got faith for protection, when we, like every morning I pray for, for faith for protection, so that I know that, uh, you know, actually I pray for all of you. I, I throw you all in one bundle, High Desert Word Center. You know, I can't go through all your names individually. I'd be there all day long. <laughs> so I throw you all in one bundle, High Desert Word Center. But my family, you know, and things like that, I'm praying for safety and protection and, and, and claiming that because I want you all safe and protected. Not only that, but so does the Lord. Amen. So, uh, you know, we can't be with our family 24-7. We can't, we can't, you know, but God can. God is with us 24-7, and I'm so excited for that. It's just, it's just a, it's just a great thing that uh, he does for us. Um, the first thing that I do when I, when I uh, pray in the morning, I plead the blood of Jesus over all of us. I plead the blood, and I thank him for the price that he paid for that blood. I don't take his blood for granted, you know, I'm, you know, and you, you, you know me lately, the past year or so, I've been really pounding on people. You'd be a grateful and you'd be a thankful people, especially to the Lord. You thank Him. You'd be grateful to what He does. So I plead the blood of Jesus, but I also thank Him for it. And I think, say, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood that you shed. You know, I don't take that for granted. He didn't have to do that for me. He didn't have to do it for you, but He loves us. And that's why He did that for us. And then I, I, I thank him for the ministering angels and the warring angels, and I send them out that are compassed round about us. Look at Hebrews 1.14. The other night, Pastor Dave, on a, I think it was a Wednesday night you were teaching on angels, weren't you? Yeah. 
Hebrews uh, 1.14 says this. Talking about angels, if you look at verse 13, it tells you the reference is angels. Jump down to 14. Are they, angels, not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? That's you and me, right? Born, born again believers. I want to tell you a quick story. This was from years ago. Wow, decades ago. I had a friend. This was when we lived in Indiana. I don't even think you were born yet, Josh. <laughs> um, I had a friend, and she was driving down the highway, and a car was coming right at her, you know, in her lane. It's going to be a head-on. And all of a sudden, the Lord opened up her eyes, and she saw an angel sitting on top of of uh, her her car, but another angel took his big hand and shoved that other car right out of the way. And she just went through in safety. You know, are not all ministering spirits angels sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? You know, so he's the, those angels are always there. And I just praise the Lord for them. But, you know, I send them out. I say, angels, go forth in the mighty name of Jesus and do thus and so. you got to give them a job to do. Otherwise, they're sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Oh, give me something to do. Give me something to do. I want something to do. I want something to do. They don't want to get bored. So keep them busy. Keep them busy. I want to tell you about an incident that happened to me. I'm talking about safety and protection tonight. I don't know if any of you are familiar with this section, though. But when you're going, when you're leaving uh, Barstow on your way to Yermo, exit 189, if you take that exit, if you go left, that's Fort Irwin Road. Maybe some of you know that from working at the base. If you go right, you know, just go kind of straight, that's Yermo Road, and then the, the mine thing's over here. But if you go straight, that's Yermo Road. But the problem with that road right there is there's a huge drop-off. Wham! There's no guardrail there. And the road kind of goes like, although you're going to go straight, it kind of goes like that, and then it flips over and goes like that, and there's a little hill there. But right here, there's a huge drop-off. And one day, I was driving home, probably from church, which is where I'm usually at. I was driving home, and I took my eyes off the road for like two seconds. And when I looked up, I was heading off that cliff. And I believe it was the Lord just kind of like, hey, you know. So I turned back, and I looked, and I, and I thought, oh, Lord, wow. And then after that, <clears throat> I don't know how soon after, it wasn't, it wasn't long after that, I started seeing crosses down at the bottom of that cliff, Somebody went off the road there, you know. Somebody went off the road there. And ever since then, I kept thinking, man, I need to call the highway department. I need to call the highway department. And I'd always kind of just, I'd think about it when I passed by there, and I'd forget about it. Well, the other day, Pastor and I were driving there. He took his eyes off the road for a second, and he's headed for the cliff. And I thought, oh, this is enough, you know. So I got on the phone, and I called Caltrans, and they told me to go to the website. So I, I told him to go check that sucker out and get put a guardrail there, you know. So, in Jesus' name, they're going to put a guardrail there. But, but I was saying all that to say this, that just in the nick of time, I looked up, you know, and I didn't head off over that cliff. I mean, it's a, it's a, it just goes boom, straight down. And I don't know why in their right mind they haven't put a guardrail there before, but there really, really needs to be a guardrail there. So, anyway, back to when I'm praying in the morning, pleading the blood of Jesus, sending out the angels, um, do you have to do this? Look at Matthew eighteen eighteen.
Matthew 18, 18. Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So is it, is it, in other words, you can say this another way. Whatever is permitted and is legal in heaven can also be prohibited in, 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 in the earth. Right? Am I saying that right? What? Okay, he's going he's gonna to quote it in the amp. Whatever is legal and lawful on earth must be what's already legal and lawful in heaven. And so he says, whatever whatever's already been declared in heaven, you can tell by the word of God what it is, you declare it on earth. Yeah. There you go, prayer binding and loosing. Well, is it is it legal for the devil to operate in heaven? No, so we bind him. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind your foul spirits of accident, injury, death, and I go down my little list from coming against us in any way at all. You know, you've got to take authority over him. Because why? Because he's on his assignment out there trying to steal, kill, and destroy him. But we aren't going to allow him to, right? Because we have faith for protection. Amen? All right. Let's see. Now, that doesn't mean that you can go out and do stupid stuff. I'm not going to go there tonight, but in Luke chapter 4 is when uh, Jesus had been out in the wilderness for 40 days, and then the devil comes along to tempt him. And you remember that one of the things the devil tempted him was, with was... Uh, Jesus jump off this this the the wall of the temple, and the Bible says, and he will he will uh, catch you up unless you dash your foot against the stone. You know, well, well, that would have been stupid for Jesus to jump off the, the wall of the temple, correct? I mean, we don't go around doing stupid things, trying to tempt to see if the Lord's going to keep us safe or not, right? So I just thought I'd throw that in there. Amen. Look up uh, thirty-seven uh, Psalms thirty-seven twenty-three. While we're, while we're waiting for that, one of the most powerful weapons that we have is the name of Jesus. Now there's a lot of children in here. Children, wave at me. Wave at me, children, so I know you're listening. Wave at me. Are you listening? Okay. This is for the adults, but it's especially for you children. One of the biggest weapons that you have is the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Say Jesus. Do you know that when we say the name of Jesus, that every knee shall bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, that at the, Jesus is the name that is above every name. And if you get yourself in a, if, or if you find yourself in a situation that is not safe, just yell the name of Jesus. And it puts him on the scene, just lickety split. And that's for adults too. You know, if you find yourself in a bad situation, harmful situation, whatever kind of situation, you just yell Jesus. Amen. And he shows up. You know, he's right there. He's right there. He's right there. So remember, young people, children, adults, use that name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Gee, should I tell this story or not with kids in here? I should. Okay, mother. <laughs> I just had permission from the mother of all mothers of the church here. <laughs> okay. 
a couple of years ago, this is a true story on the news. It was on the news. A little boy was abducted out east somewhere. They put this little kid in the back seat, and all he kept doing was singing, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Do you remember this story? Anybody remember this story? This little kid singing, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Little boy. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Singing, Oh, the blood of Jesus. The guy that kidnapped him got so fed up with hearing about Jesus, he let him out. Let him, let the kid go. So see the name of Jesus. That's a true story. That's a true story. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That name of Jesus that's above every name. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Okay, let's, let's back up over here to Psalms 3723. All right. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. So I got to thinking one day. I'm taking liberty with the word here, okay? Back in the day, people walked everywhere, right? Sometimes they had a horse or a donkey, whatever. But the steps of a good man, if they were walking from here to, to you know, here to downtown Barstow, you walked. If you were going from here to Vegas, you walked. You know, the steps. See that, see that word steps? So I got to thinking about today, and I thought, well, we don't re- usually walk every place, but we do drive places. So I thought to myself in my lightning-quick mind, I thought, ah, oh, if the Lord orders our steps, he can also order the traffic. And he does. Sometimes, rarely, I have to go down the hill, which I don't like to go because I really don't like traffic. I like my country traffic where I drive down the road and I don't pass anybody and nobody passes me. That's my kind of traffic. Every once in a while, I need to go down the hill, San Diego or something for something. And I and now I pray this. I say, Father, your word says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm righteous. And Lord, if you order our steps, I thank you, Lord. And I ask you to order the traffic as well. So I can make a trip down to these big places, you know, where there's in the natural a lot of traffic. And I'm driving down the road and there isn't a car in front of me for a half a mile. And there isn't a car in back of me for a half a mile. Amen. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool the way he does stuff? So I just thank him for that. That was a little, that's a little secret I'm letting you in on so that you can put that in your tool belt. All right. Okay. And also, have you ever wondered... Or notice when you're driving down a certain area, maybe maybe you take the, I don't know, most of you people just work in Barstow, I think, right? Nobody really works down the hill, or unless you work at Fort Irwin. Yeah, that's kind of a hike, but, you know. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, where was it? Oh, all of a sudden you're driving down a section of a, of a road, interstate maybe. All of a sudden the people go nuts. Have you ever experienced that? All of a sudden, and it seems like it's the same section all the time, if you happen to travel that road all at the same time. All of a sudden, people go nuts. They're passing each other. They're flying. They're speeding. They're doing all kinds of stupid stuff. And you're thinking, what in the world just happened there? Well, pastor figured this out years ago. There's a bunch of... The Lord told him what, what the deal was. This is when we were in Indiana. There's demons planted along different road side, old road areas. Yeah, he's a truck driver, and he, and he torments the people, and all of a sudden, they'll just start to do stuff like that. Just start to take off, start to speed, start to drive recklessly. So all you have to do when, you, when you're going through an area like that, and all of a sudden, people are going ballistic, it's no devil, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name, I just lose the peace of God on this highway, you know. 
Oh, I'll tell you another secret. I just, the Lord just reminded me of this. When we first moved out here, all we ever heard about was all the people getting killed on Fort Irwin Road, going to the, going to the uh, army base out there, Fort Irwin. And I thought, well, pff, that's not God. So we started taking authority over it. And we said, Satan, we bind you in Jesus' name from causing accidents and injury and death on Fort Irwin Road. Ministering angels become strong up and down that road in the name of Jesus. And that road's a lot safer now, huh? I haven't heard of anybody dying on that road for years since we did that. But see, it's up to us to take authority over what's going on in our world. Right? Right? Right. He's given us the authority. Go ye therefore. All power in in heaven has been given to thee. Go ye therefore, he says. So he wants us to take authority and, and, and dominion over the land that he's given to us. And if, we, and if we're ignorant of it or if we don't know how to do it, then accidents continue to happen. You know, bad things along highways continue to happen, things like that. Um, this holds true for airplanes. You know, Pastor and I fly a lot. Oh, I don't want to go anywhere for a while. I'm tired of <laughs> get tired of flying around. But anyway, you just got through flying. You guys went to Virginia, Maryland, wherever you went. Washington, one of those places <laughs> out there. They're getting ready to go to New York and places. So this is how I pray. I say, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are the one that's choosing the plane. If you're flying southwest, they have hundreds of planes. I thank you, Lord, that you're choosing the plane, the safe plane. I thank you, Lord, that you're choosing the pilot and the co-pilot. I thank you, Lord, that even the very passengers on that plane... You're choosing. I thank you, Lord, for safe travels from the airport, from, from home to the airport, airport back to home, whatever. And, Father, I also thank you. Now, listen to this. If need be for divine delays. Divine delays. Divine delays. Nobody wants to be delayed. So if you find yourself sitting in an airport, oh, my flight's light, man, yeah, yeah. Instead of griping and complaining, I say, Father, thank you, Lord, for divine delays. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for divine delays. Isn't that awesome? You know, I don't particularly enjoy delaying and sitting around in airports, but it could be for our own safety and our own protection. Amen. So you need to, you need to remember that. And don't ever be afraid to fly. Are you, anybody in here afraid to fly in airplanes? Somebody, nobody. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Amen. Okay. Um, also, like if you're going somewhere, be ever attentive to the Holy Spirit if he guides you in a different route that day. You know, instead of, like if you're going to Fort Irwin, instead of going down the 15 and getting off there and going on Fort Irwin Road, you go by the old Mead Mortuary and you take that way. You know, I'm just giving you an example. You know, maybe he'll, he'll show you, you know, go a different way. You know, take this route today. I say, okay. You know, that still, small voice he's going to talk to you in. That still, small voice. Amen. You know, one of the uh, the main things that we always talk about, that big headliner when we're talking about protection is uh, Psalms 91. So let's turn there. This is the, this is awesome, awesome, awesome.
You know, what I'm getting across to you tonight is you don't have to be fearful about protection for your family or yourself, safety and protection for your family. You don't have to be fearful about it because you know now how to have faith for it, okay? And it's something that we must do every day. It's something that we take authority over every day is our safety and our protection. Okay, Psalms 91. Oh, I just love this thing. Okay, this was written by Moses. He who dwells, that means lives, snuggles up with, in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, just picture picture that, you know. Picture yourself in the secret place of the Most High, you and Jesus, you and the Father and the Holy Ghost. You know, you're just snuggled up with him. It says you're going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, under that place of safety and protection. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely, means truly, He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, well, King James says noisome pestilence. This says perilous pestilence. Pestilence there means sickness and disease. Four, he shall cover you with his feathers. I always think of, you know, when I was a kid, my dad was in the army, but as he was getting ready to get out of the army, we bought, he bought this 300-acre farm up in the middle of Maine. It's kind of cold up there. And he wanted to have a chicken farm. So we had 22,000 chickens. So that's a lot of chickens, folks. And they were all Rhode Island reds. They were the red ones, you know, real pretty ones. And I always... Chickens, they're, they're kind of silky feeling, you know? And, and I always picture those chickens. And um, like if you ever see baby, baby chicks, they're just huddled up underneath those wings and those feathers of the, mama, of the mama hen, you know? And every time I see this, I always think of that. He shall cover you with his feathers. Wow. And under his wings you shall take refuge. He's hiding us there. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. And anymore, when I read stuff like this, I can't help thinking about the Ukrainian people. You know, and, and, and you know, you don't hear stories on the news all the time, but I'm sure that there's tons of stories from believers and ways that the Lord has protected them, you know, with bombs going all around them and all kinds of bad stuff going around them, that the Lord, they don't have to be afraid of the terror by night. That reminds me of a story that Pastor Dave talks about all the time. I don't know what war it was in, World War I, World War II, one of those wars. And it was over in England, and they were bombing England. So what war was that? Two or one? Two? And uh, there was this old British lady, and um, every night the people were supposed to go into these shelters, you know, to protect them from the bombs. I don't know the lady's name. But the next, somebody said to her one day, where, where are you? Every night when we go to the shelter, you're not there. Where are you? She says, oh, I go back up into my apartment. And if you've seen pictures of the Ukrainian buildings bombed, she probably lived in an apartment that was half bombed and half not bombed. She said, oh, I just go up there and sleep in my bed. I figure if the Lord's awake, why should I be awake too? You know, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. This woman was not afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrows that 
came flying by day or the bombs, however you want to translate that. Okay. Nor for the pestilence, the sickness and disease that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays at waste at noonday. And I was like this for soldiers. I was told that George Washington had his soldiers memorize this, Psalms 91, but especially this part. But I can't verify if that's actually true or not, but sounds good, right? A thousand may fall at your side. Think of the soldiers. Ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. Is that awesome? Oh, man. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the, of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall be for you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Now listen to this. For he shall give his what? Angels. Didn't we just talk about angels a while ago in Hebrews 4, uh, 1.14? He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in oh, a few of your ways. All of your ways. How many is all? All is all. <laughs> in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the, and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall tra- uh, trample underfoot. And then God says to him, because he, this is God talking, because he, you the believer, has set his love upon me, God, therefore I will deliver him. Wow. I will set him on high because he has known by my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And get this. Look at this kicker. With long life. The Lord says, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Man, is that a promise or what? That is, that is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So does anybody have any doubt in their mind at all that it is not God's will to protect you? It is God's will to protect you, your family, your loved ones, you know. Hallelujah. He's the protector, but we have to have faith for it. Just like we have faith for healing just like we have faith for our finances, just like we have faith for anything else. We have to have faith for protection. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Dave. Amen. That was a really, really good word tonight for us. And I was just thinking of so many different stories that I've heard. I was going to have Pastor Katie share a story real quick. She didn't know that, but uh, she's back there with the kids. So I guess I'll share it for her. All right. So uh, anyway, when we were mom was talking there a minute ago about how the name of Jesus is one of our greatest weapons. It's one of our uh, one of our greatest defenses. And I know that anytime we call on the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. Romans ten thirteen. So anyway, if I can get her in here, I'll let her tell it, but I'll go ahead and start telling it. So uh, when we were 17, we were dating and um, and she was on her way into work one day. At, uh, there in town. She, her family lived out in the country, uh, as did most of us. And she was on her way into town. And, uh, and anyway, she's in the, she's in an accident. But I'm at work at the chicken restaurant. And I was, uh, believe it or not, I was marinating some gizzards that morning. That was so, it was a, yeah, 
Good, good day, good day, good way to start your day with some gizzards. And uh, and the, my boss comes up and says, "Hey, uh, you know your your girlfriend's on the phone and wants to talk to you." And so I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I, you know, I, I we didn't have cell phones, at least I didn't. And and so she's like, uh, "Hey, I, I I hit a train," and I'm like, "Oh, well, you good? You okay?" And and um, and she said, "Yeah, I'm okay." I'm like, "Okay, love you." Wait, whoa. Did you say a tree or a train? And she's like, no, I ran into the side of a moving train. And I was like, what? How do you do that? And so uh, anyway, you know, again, I wish she was in here to tell us. But she's, um, the, the sun is uh, coming up in the morning right in her eyes. And the, there wasn't a crossbar there. And it had been raining. And she's going the way she normally does. And she hits the brakes. And it's too late. She didn't really notice the train was there till you know, till it was too late. And she said that all that came out of her mouth was, praise Jesus. And she just yelled the name of Jesus. And she slides right in to the side of this moving train. And, and I mean, the car just hits. It spins around, hits the other end. And her car ends up in the ditch over here. And, uh, and, and so it takes a long time for the train to stop, as we know. And she's just sitting there kind of dazed. And, uh, and next thing you know, she said, first of all, there was a landscaping crew, a few vehicles behind that saw the whole thing. So they're running up to her. Jesus saved you. Jesus saved you. Praise Jesus. You thank Jesus. And so, um, and, and so, you know, these, these guys are like, you praise them right now. And so she's like, yes, I am a preacher. And then the next thing you know, the, the conductor comes running down the tracks and, and they're like, lady, are you okay? And it's, you know, she's a little girl, basically 17 years old. And, and, uh, and, and so uh, it was turned out, it was the, the driver, it was his, really it was his first day on the, uh, in that position. He was still in training and he hits a teenage girl on his first day there. But, you know, through it all, it was, you know, back then if we had cell phones, we would have had a million pictures of it. We, but they took me to the scrapyard where the car was. And man, it's incredible. They looked like you took a piece of aluminum foil and just crumpled it up into a ball and threw it on the, the car was, it was unrecognizable. And, it, and you look at this and it's like, how in the world did anybody survive that? It looked impossible. But praise God, when we call on the name of the Lord Jesus, amen, there's protection in the name of Jesus. And of course, we would have rather not hit the train at all, but I mean, glory to God that he kept her safe. There was, I mean, she had nothing, no scratches, anything at all. And so God really, really protected her that day. And so, you know, I just encourage all of us with that story that we need to have the name of Jesus on speed dial and not like a curse word, right? I mean, some people say it and they're just, they're blaspheming the name of Jesus. But I'm talking about as Christians, we at a moment's notice in the blink of an eye. And, you know, Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's on your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth, especially in a crunch time situation. And if all you've been doing is hearing negative things, I'm going to say it, listening to bad, nasty music, watching bad, nasty shows, hearing just having junk pumped into your mind all the time. If you're letting curse words get put into your mind all the time from the things that you watch, the music that you listen to, and the things that you say, I promise you, in this situation, the name of Jesus will not be the first word that comes out of your mouth. I've bet a million dollars on it. You're going to say, oh, (laughs) and say something really bad. I guarantee that. And letting that come out of your mouth is not going to save your life in a split second decision. 
the name of Jesus will. And so that's an excellent word that, that mom gave tonight. And you do need to know the name of Jesus. And the more that you're pumping God's word into your heart and into your mind, that is what comes out. And, you know, I'm not trying to preach a whole other sermon here, but we talk about... Oh, she's got another testimony. All right. So, but you know, the, <laughs> all right, mama. So, um, you know that w- you've heard this probably said before that, you know, whenever you squeeze a sponge, whatever it has soaked up is what comes back out. And if you've been soaking up the word of God, you've been soaking up praise songs and worship music, whenever the things of life squeeze you, what's going to come out? The word of God. But if again, if nasty and cuss words and negative and fear is what you've just been soaking up into your heart and mind all week, when the pressures of life squeeze you, that is what will come out. So I encourage you, man, the word of God, the name of Jesus, that's what you want coming out when you are in an instant emergency situation. Amen. All right. go. Okay, I think I have another good testimony. <laughs> Praise God. I had heard this testimony for years, but I later found out it was Dr. Barclay's testimony. So there's this woman who went to a conference, and she was in a hotel room, and uh, <laughs> she was in the shower, okay? This woman was in the shower. Don't, don't have the picture, but anyway, you get the picture. And some guy walks in through the patio door. And she starts screaming the name of Jesus at him. And he fled. And she called the police. Have you ever heard this story? She, 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 uh, she, he fled. She called the police. And they followed this guy. They could find him because he was so terrified. A big angel showed up is what happened. He was so terrified that he kept, he teared, he was tearing off his clothes. And they were finding his clothes all along the path. And then they found him. He was petrified. So the Lord had sent an angel when that lady yelled the name of Jesus, scared that guy half out of his mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he kept saying, arrest me, arrest me, get me away from him. So it was an angel. And that was at a Dr. Barclay meeting. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, praise God. Wow. Amen. Well, we know that we've seen a lot of scripture tonight uh, for our protection. And I know even as parents, our kids are heading into a new school year. I know my kids are going to start next week and a lot of the Barstow kids are starting tomorrow and everything. But it is important that we know the word of God and we know these promises and we can plead the blood of Jesus over our children. We can, you know, ask the angels of God to surround them, which they are. And it's, it's, it's just such a big, big thing. Amen. And so as we are standing for protection, remember what's in you is what comes out. You spend 10 hours on Instagram, a TikTok a day. Hey, guess what? <laughs> That's coming out of you. Amen. But you spend some time in the word of God. That is what's going to come out of you. Amen. All right, can we stand up together tonight? Praise God. Amen. Who's had a good day at church today? Wow, what a day. It has been an awesome day in our nice, humble little building here. It's been wonderful. And God has been so good to us. 
Amen. Well, uh, we, we aren't doing a, a, a prayer line tonight, just, you know, again, for the sake of the space. But after we close out here in a minute, if you do need prayer, you know, several of us are available here. You come on up and, and we'd love to lay hands on you and, and see God work in your life. Amen. So, Josh, you want to just uh, do one final song for us tonight? Let's let's do let's sing one more song before we close out and then we will pray over you and dismiss you tonight. Amen. Go ahead. Christ alone, a cornerstone, a weak made strong, and the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of Darkness seems to hide his face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. My anchor holds within the veil of Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong, and the Savior's love. still faith confession and let you be on your way. Amen. Let's go ahead. Can we raise our hands together? Amen. Father in Jesus name, Lord, we love you so much and we thank you for your promises of protection in the word of God. We've seen so many tonight and Lord, yes, it says that the just shall live by faith. And God, that is it. We live by faith. We don't just talk about it. We don't just uh, think about it. We don't just drive by and wave at it. We live by faith every day of our lives. And so Jesus, we thank you that your protection is upon every family, upon every person here, Lord, upon our children as they start back to school, Lord, upon even the teachers and school workers and everybody else involved. We thank you, Jesus, that your angels surround and protect us everywhere we go. And Father, we ask that you would use us this week uh, to, to be the light of the world. In Jesus' name, and to give the love of God and the hope of Jesus to people everywhere we go. We thank you.
and we praise you for it tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Can someone say amen? Amen. All right. God is good. Well, we'll try to give you guys as many updates through the coming time as possible. Um, and I'm, church will probably be in here Wednesday night, so just plan on that. Hopefully, in Jesus' name, Sunday morning, we will get to have the adults in the main building. Um, now, you should also be getting text. Uh, we have a mass text system. So if you didn't get a text this week about the flood or anything, uh, just let Desiree know, and she'll get your name on the, your information in there, won't you, Desiree? Yeah, all right. <laughs> She's like, so anyway, just give her your information, and we'll get you in the system. But yeah, we'll try to give you updates as much as we can over the next little bit as we're uh, handling business here. But praise God, the Lord's good, and we're going to be bigger and better than ever over there in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's speak some words of faith over Barstow tonight. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you Wednesday.